Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Student of the Gun University, a place for education and enlightenment. We help you gain a new perspective and understanding of firearms training. Your teacher today will be Professor Paul Markle, a veteran small arms and tactics instructor with 30 years of knowledge and experience. Grab your number two pencil, turn to page one, and let the learning begin. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Yes, indeed. As I teased you with last episode, I talked about how uh, Jared and I took a trip down to uh, Prescott, Arizona, and but we went in March, and March is not actually it's not really the warm part uh, of Arizona or <laughs> of the year in Arizona. It's more the wet, windy, cloudy, crappy, sometimes snowy part uh, of the year in Arizona. But I survived, and I survived well uh, because, well, I've been doing this for a little while, and I knew what to take with me. And so what I'm going to do for you guys is I'm going to share with you some tidbits, some tips and tricks and tidbits that help me to... uh, be warm and dry and comfortable even in inclement weather. Well, first and foremost, uh, before if you're going to travel uh, to a training school, if you're going to leave your home area and travel any distance where you're not going to be able to go back to your closet and get stuff, whether it's 100 miles or 1,000 miles, you need to take at minimum two good, comfortable pair of shoes, boots, whatever. Because chances are, if it rains, one of them's going to get wet. And I don't know if you've ever had soaking wet boots on your feet, but uh, if you've got soaking wet boots on your feet, you finish the training day, you go back to the hotel or the B&B or the lodging or whatever, and you take those things off, you stick them in the corner, guess what? Unless you've got a special boot drying apparatus, chances are really good that those things are still going to be wet tomorrow morning when you put them on. You do not want to start out the day with cold, wet boots on your feet. you got to give them some time. Also, what I like to do if I'm going to go to a training is I'm going to take two different kinds of boots. I'm going to take a water-resistant style boot, and I'm going to take a lightweight boot. And maybe you get lucky. Maybe you get lucky you get there, and it's absolutely gorgeous, beautiful weather. 70 degrees, no wind, sun is out, everything's fantastic. Then you wear the lightweight boots, your feet are comfortable, you're good to go. But you might show up and unexpectedly it rains or unexpectedly it snows. Uh, I've, I've trained in Mississippi in the pouring rain. I've trained in Arizona in the snow. I've trained all over this world. I've been in the Mojave Desert when I was like, oh, we're going to the desert. It's going to be hot, right? No, it was February, and it was freezing. It was freezing. Yes, it gets cold, even in the desert. As a matter of fact, in the desert, it gets extremely cold because there's very little to hold in the heat, and you have extreme temperature changes. If you go to someplace like Gunsight in Prescott, Arizona, if you go there, You'll find often that the temperature change throughout the day from sunrise to sunset can vary from 20 to 30 degrees. It'll be 32 in the morning when you wake up. It'll be 65 at noon. You're back in, you know, you start out with a jacket on, and by lunchtime, you're in a T-shirt. And then by the time the sun's ready to go down, you're back in a jacket again. 
And that's very common. So before you go out to a training school, make sure you have two minimum, two good pair of footwear. And if you're a smart cookie, what you'll do is you'll pack like slippers or flip flops or, you know, something, some kind of comfortable relaxation footwear. Because let me tell you what, if you've never worn boots all day long, if you wear boots for 10 hours, your feet will be much happier if you can slip out of those boots and put something comfortable on like a slipper or a flip flop or I'm not going to say the C word, but you know what I mean. All right. Other things that you need. Inclement weather gear. At very minimum, you should have a poncho. That's the minimum. And a good poncho, not the $3 piece of plastic garbage bag that you got at the checkout line in Walmart. Okay. Because that thing is going to tear and it's going to be worthless. The first time you snag it or catch it on something, it's going to tear, it's going to rip, it's going to be worthless. If you're going to buy a poncho, go on, do yourself a favor, go online and get a military spec, a mil spec poncho. Uh, there are some some mil surplus ones that you can get that are, that are good, and, and uh, if you don't mind spending the money, buy a brand new one. You'll, you won't regret it. If you buy a good poncho, a brand new one, it'll last you your lifetime. So uh, you should always have that. And if you don't, well, if you want to be advanced, then you get a rain jacket with matching rain pants. I talked to some people, and we were in the rain. Uh, the first day we got there, we got there and we, uh, had, well, the first night we just had dinner. And then we woke up in the morning, went to the range. We were on the range. We were there by 8 o'clock. And by 9 o'clock, it was raining. And it rained and it rained and it rained, and it rained, and it rained all day. Sometimes it was a light rain, and sometimes it was a driving rain, and sometimes the rain seemed to be going sideways, but uh, it rained. So I was wearing my water-resistant boots, and I did indeed put the entire rain suit on top and bottom. I talked to a couple of guys. One guy told me, he says, man, I've had, he said, I have a rain suit, he said, but it's almost never bad enough to put on the bat, the bottoms, the rain pants, the, the ones that go with it. And I was like, yep. And I said, I'm the same way. However, when you need it, when you really need it, you really need it. It's, and uh, it's one of those things. It's like carrying them, you know, taking an umbrella when you leave the house. If you take it with you, you might not need it, but you'll be glad you had it if you did. Uh, I have a rain suit. The rain suit I have is a Blackhawk rain suit. They don't make them anymore. They made them during the height of GWAT, and then they discontinued them. So, sorry. But a good rain suit with matching pants. Because let's face it, if you're training, if you're on a training range, and if you paid $750, $1,000, traveled 500 miles to a shooting school, you're training Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever. The training class goes on. Rain or shine, rain, shine, snow, whatever, because everybody's here. We can't call time out and come back tomorrow. We just can't take a day off and no, because it has to happen now. The only, the only exception to that is lightning strikes. If there's not lightning, if it's just rain, it's just snow, it's just wind, you're going to be out in it. And, uh, that brings me to another point, wind. So first day rain, I stayed dry, you know? 
I had gloves, which is which you should have, and like boots, you should have two pair of gloves because the first pair I was wearing got wet, and so I threw those in the car on the dashboard, and then I switched and put another pair of gloves on, and I was good to go. But your rain suit, especially a rain jacket, it's not just good for rain. It also is great for wind because what happened is day one, we had rain all day. Day two, it stopped raining. Mercifully, it stopped raining, but the wind picked up. So the sun was out, but the wind was blowing, and it was a cold wind. It was like 38, 39 degrees, and then the wind's blowing. Well, how do you cut the wind? You cut the wind with a rain jacket. A good rain jacket is also a weather protector. It's a wind protector. And I wore my rain jacket as a wind protector. What else? If you're going to have a rain jacket and it's going to be cold, you need a base layer. And fleece, a fleece jacket is your best friend. Yes, indeed. A fleece jacket is your best friend. If you don't have a fleece jacket, uh, you should have a wool jacket or a pullover or something like that. I had... I don't know what it's called, Adirondack or something. I've got a wool pullover. It's like a a hooded sweatshirt with a pocket in it, only instead of being made out of cotton, it is actually made out of wool. You wear that as a base layer under your jacket. I did. I wore it as a base layer under my jacket, and I was warm and toasty. As a matter of fact, on the second day, because I had layers on, I started getting warm in the afternoon, but it's better to be warm and strip off a layer than it is to be standing there freezing. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if you're freezing, if you're cold and wet and freezing, it's really hard to focus on the training. Because now all you're focusing on is how miserable you are. And when it comes to firearms training, we need your head to be in the game. I can tell you that as an instructor, I need your head to be in the game. Yes, we, we're, we're not going to die from some water, you know, some rain. We're not going to die from snow. We're not going to die from wind. But I need you to pay attention. I need your mind in the game. And if you're standing over there because your feet are freezing and, or your pants are all soaked, all, your pants are soaked all the way through and now you're cold and you're shivering and your hands are cold, blah, 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 you're not going to be very good. You're not going to be paying attention. You're going to be kind of worthless. Uh, something else, uh, multiple hats, obviously. You want a hat that's going to keep the sun out of your eyes, but you also want a warm hat. Uh, fleece, the uh, the fleece watch caps that are available now, that's one of the great things that came out of GWAT is we developed, a lot of American companies developed really good, high-quality gear to keep uh, our troops warm and dry. Fleece hats weigh next to nothing. They're super lightweight. You shove them in a jacket pocket and forget about it. But, boy, when you need it, you sure are glad that it's there. Boy, you're happy that it's there. Uh, and the nice thing about the fleece hats is they're relatively thin, so you can put ear protection over them. You can wear them underneath helmets and so on and so forth. Uh, when it comes to a rain jacket, you want to make sure that rain jacket has a serious hood on it because uh, it's great to have a rain jacket, but it really stinks if the rain starts running down the back of your neck. You know, nobody wants that. So you need to have a good hood. And, of course, the, the Blackhawk jacket has a fantastic hood. I wish they still made them. But I'm glad I have mine. I'm glad I have mine. Other things that you may not think about, uh, you definitely need to make sure that you pack the lip balm, the Carmex. Carmex is your friend, especially in the desert. I mean, anywhere, but especially in the desert. 
And if you've never lived or been in a, in a desert area, let's say you live down south and you, you get really excited and you decide, I'm going to go up to the desert to gun sight, or you're going to come out and train with us at 7,000 feet up in the mountains, your lips are going to get dry, Jack. Bring the Carmax with you. Eye protection is obviously an always. Ear protection is an always. But when it comes for dressing to dressing for success, this one I'm going to tell you, before you leave home, make sure you have two good pair of footwear boots. One of them at very least needs to be water-resistant or waterproof. Get foul weather gear. A rain jacket and or a rain suit. If you don't want to buy a rain suit, okay, it's your life. Live it like you want, but you need to at very least have a very good poncho. Fleece, a fleece jacket. And I, again, that's one of the things that came out of GWAT. We started making these really good black, green, brown fleece jackets. Super comfortable, fantastic as a base layer. You put a fleece jacket underneath your rain jacket. Cuts the wind, keeps you warm. You're a happy camper. Um, if you don't have fleece, you can get a wool pullover. A, a, a wool pullover is fantastic. Wool is your friend. And also, going back to boots, wool socks. Get a wool, get pack several pair of real, genuine wool socks or a wool blend or whatever. Um, good socks for your boots. Thin cotton socks are crap. Um, cotton, generally, cotton is something that you're going to, like, cotton t-shirts, you need to have multiple of them because once they get wet or sweaty or whatever, you need to ditch them, put on a new one. Uh, cotton socks for range work are a no-go. Because your feet are not, your feet are not going to be happy. They're going to get sweaty. You're going to get hot spots. Your feet are not going to be happy. Wear wool socks, uh, and then fleece hats and two and gloves. At least two pair of gloves because if one of them gets wet, you need to let those dry and use the other ones. You'll be a happy camper if you do that. And don't forget the Carmex. And of course, things like bug spray for the heat, for, for hot days and you know sunscreen and stuff like that. So there you go. That is my recommendation to you. For to dress for success when it's time to go to training. All right, kids, I'm Paul Markle, your host. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. And remember, you're a beginner once and a student for life. Thanks for joining us today. We are big fans of the value for value model. Please go to SOTGU.com to contribute the amount that best fits the value that you got out of this lesson. It could be $5 or $5 million. By contributing, you will help the show grow and assist in the education of your peers. And remember, you are a beginner once, a student for life.